Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we are going to discuss about SEO, how you can results with SEO, and even more, uh, how SEO managers can help and uh, handle the process. That's why uh, I decided to invite Sarah Taher to our uh, discussion. Uh, how are you? Great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you decided to take this topic. Okay, so I've been doing SEO for over seven years. Uh, I started when I uh, accidentally stumbled upon SEO and I created an online magazine and I was managing a team of editors and we were writing, we were writing this awesome content and I was like, I, wanted peop- I want people to read it. Uh, and this is how I started to learn about SEO and, you know, took courses and boot camps and that sort of stuff. And then my career started from there. I found my passion in, in SEO. Um, what I want to talk today about is why having an SEO person or some sort of a SEO expert in your business is important. I also want to uh, talk about uh, the, the client and uh, agency relationship. And um, uh, the reason I see that, it's I feel it's not talked about enough. And I feel there's a lot of uh, things that can be, uh, uh, you know, uh, highlighted and a lot of tips there. And, and I don't see there's a lot or enough uh, discussion about this in... Um, in uh the the community in the seo community right now about that topic yeah cool cool and you know um it's interesting you mentioned about uh, you started with writing and i remember then 10 years ago uh, i cared only about google uh, i didn't think about uh, user experience about uh, visitors i just uh, hire copywriters who uh, wrote about everything you know any topics even uh, i had a team of copywriters <laughs> who uh, were responsible for all uh, texts on my websites or my clients websites but today it's not the case because because uh, of the parameter it, uh, Google want to see uh, uh, expertise. I think even not Google, users want to see this. They want to consume content from uh, experts. Google just considers what uh, people want to get. Uh, let's start from the basics. Um, you know, um, uh, let, uh, you mentioned that you want to discuss about SEO managers. I know that uh, uh, with this occupation, you can uh, handle the process because... Uh, uh, creating high-quality content uh, demands a team, you know, designers, copywriters, web developers, content managers, uh, and you need to control all these people, you know, <laughs> to, to get results. Can you share your insights? Um, uh, how SEO managers uh, start uh, from um, scratch? You know, I mean, like, uh, when, uh, when they need to do the first step to uh, create a content strategy, marketing strategy, uh, to to order text, uh, to uh, uh, give the task to designers, provide the, the whole process, please. So the first thing an SEO manager should do is understand the business very well as much as they can. Like you should have at least a basic understanding of what the business is. Like uh, you target users, where they're located, where are your best sellers, what are the most profitable products and so on. So you need to have this very clear uh, and documented. And then from there, uh, you need also to, one of the things you need to understand very well, the resources that business have. Do you have an in-house developer or is this something you're going to outsource? Uh, the copywriting as well. All of these things need to be taken into consideration before you start doing any work. Uh, and then from there, you can, uh, you know, start. Uh, I like to start with a plan, like a, a six-month plan, like a 
and, and it's a tentative plan, like you can update it and change it, but it's just, you know, an outline because as you work, you might find things that need to be done that were not clear before you started digging in. Uh, and then uh, I usually go with like an SEO audit and a content audit and start having a plan from there, uh, sending the, creating recommendations and uh, content strategy and uh, starting to divide that into tasks and communicating them with uh, the people who are going to be executing on, them, uh, on, on those. And I've, mm -hmm. I've also seen that some, uh, especially for in-house roles or even on the agent side, I've, I've seen it very common that there is right now uh, a lot of expectation from the SEO manager to be implementing the uh, technical recommendations themselves, uh, especially if it's a WordPress website or Webflow or Shopify, that sort of, uh, uh, if you have that sort of, of platform, there is a expectation that the SEO manager will be uh, the one implementing uh, the, te the technical uh, recommendations. Uh, for the content, there's usually a copywriter or a, an agency or, you know, an, an outsource, a freelancer of some sort that's going to be executing on that. And I see um, content man the, the SEO manager should also give like a short training session to, um, to explain to the copywriter uh, how uh, this relationship is going to work, that when we send a deliverable, this is how they should go through it, like just to have a clear understanding on both ends. Uh, because if you just send a, your recommendations to a copywriter, um, they're not, not sure what everything like what's your expectations from that like if you send keywords should I how, how should I use them what do you expect uh, and one thing I also like to do which I see unfortunately not very common I, I don't like to send too much uh, information uh, too much uh, or, to, or put too much restrictions to the copywriter I mean uh, the copywriter is good at what they do and I'm good at what I do so I like to give them as much space as I can I would just ask them for what sort of um, like what, what the, the items that are very important for me as an SEO manager? Uh, like uh, I, I want the title like that, but they can I can I still give them flexibility to sort of uh, twist it and you know uh, tweak it a bit. I tell them I need these keywords, and it's it's a two way communication. But I don't like to have because I've seen people send content briefs like write this in the introduction and write that, that this and this and this information in the introduction then follow this by a specific paragraph and then follow this by a specific section i don't do that mm -hmm. yeah got it got it okay uh, you know um uh, i think th that uh uh, in my uh, company, uh, I'm feeling that I'm more uh, SEO manager than <laughs> boss of this company, you know, because uh, I always need to check out all these reports uh, to fix something there. And, you know, uh, the most issue uh, I can see with uh, copywriting, you know, because uh, um, we usually order text from copywriters, but uh, even if people know the topic, uh, if uh, even if they are great with this topic, you know, uh, they can't write uh, uh, the text that people wanna read, you know, uh, I mean, like to consume the whole content. And uh, that's why we um, uh, hire editors, you know, who can uh, handle the process even more. You know, I like to hire editors who uh, uh, don't know the topic because, you know, they can, uh, if they don't understand the text, that means uh, it's uh, nonsense. <laughs> we don't need this text. It's better to write for, uh, I don't know, like, for teenagers, you know, uh, 12 or 14 years old, something, something like this. Okay, uh, can you share your insights? How to 
check out copywriting uh, because uh, I think results depend on, on that. If you write just for the sake of having this text, uh, it, you, you can't see these results. But uh, if you provide uh, something new, unique, valuable content, because even, you know, it's interesting that copywriters uh, all, always rewrite the content in the top 10 results it's uh, and uh, i think that uh, um, even if you have a hundred percent unique uh, it doesn't mean that you can rank this content because uh, 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 readers might uh, have seen this content before and if you want to overcome some uh, websites in the top 10 results you need to provide something new can you share your insights how to uh, handle copywriters in seo process so copywriters have a lot of uh, burden on them, to be honest, because th there is we want them to write very unique content and very different creative content. And at the same time, uh, we don't give them enough time and therefore budget to do that. So what I do is that um, I, I, I definitely they'll have to look at what is there on search. Right. But I do highlight that I'd like them to get uh, actual like, for example, they can uh, interview people in the a very fast, easy way. Like if we're writing, for example, about fitness, they can go to a fit Facebook fitness group and ask few people, you know, what their opinion on something, and they can uh, embed it in the in the article. Like uh, we've asked, you know, they can try and get creative as much as they can. Um, and uh, it would be really good. Uh, again, there's always budget restrictions, but if 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 that's an option, if you can get a, a copywriter that has an experience in the field of writing about like a, a health, someone who have written in the health space or fitness space before, or someone who is uh, writing in finance or have that sort of stuff, uh, that would actually help because they would uh, have their own personal experience and their own personal knowledge. They're not just reiterating what's there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's hard and it's challenging to balance between having uh, unique, great content and having it quickly and, and getting it produced quick because you know the fastest way anyone will do is just check the top 10 uh, results and try to write you know collect all the data and all of them and try to write it in a different way but that's maybe the most uh time efficient way but but uh, on a terms of quality i don't see this as the most uh this won't produce the best piece of content definitely or, or wouldn't add it, be adding anything true uh, any anything uh, new yeah mm -hmm. yeah got it um Okay, um, uh, can you uh, provide, uh, how do you find copywriters? Uh, do you have some experience with that to hire them? Or you just uh, tell your clients, please uh, write this text. It's your responsibility. <laughs> I can't help you with that. Uh, yeah, uh, because, you know, it's an issue to find good copywriters who can uh, create a really valuable, interesting text. Uh, and uh, I, I think that um, many webmasters uh, are looking for uh, cheap, price you know <laughs> prices, yes. but yeah that's yeah. the problem with copywriting people don't want to invest in it and this is why a lot of people are starting to use ai tools to write content and that sort of stuff uh but uh so the, the if you have the budget and you have you know the resources the i first if the client doesn't have an in-house copywriter and it's my responsibility to hire someone what i would do is i uh maybe there are a few things you can do obviously you can go to you know the usual freelancing websites like upwork and see people with you know highest ratings and ask for samples of work and that sort of stuff and again try to choose someone who is has relevant knowledge to the topic they're going to be writing about another way is actually uh, uh and i really think that this is a very good way is to a lot of copywriters are very active on linkedin and you can see the type of content they're actually writing to the audience and and getting engagement and 
I feel, you know, if, they, uh, if they're being successful on LinkedIn and uh, showing their skills and communicating with their audience, I feel they can do the same for my brand. Um, and another way uh, is that maybe you wouldn't want to go, for example, again, we're talking about health or fitness. Uh, you may want to go to a body like uh, to a, a website like Mind Body Green. And uh, it takes a lot of, uh, and, and then search for, you know, browse through the, uh, the articles there and find um, who written them. And maybe you can communicate with them and ask them to write for you as well. So, uh, and, and this is one example for a website in the health and wellness space. Uh, so you can just look for that sort of websites and look for experts there. And uh, it may be hard to have every piece of content that very valuable, you know, very high quality, very unique uh, in, in that way. But maybe you would have at least few on your website. Uh, again, it, there's a lot of budget restrictions. And um, yeah, so you, you need to do the, the best you can with what you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Okay, uh, let's talk about, um, I will now share an example from my company. Once we decided to find uh, bloggers to our blog and um, uh, we spent uh, three months. Uh, what we did, we uh, found, um, I don't remember, it's uh, more than uh, 200 bloggers, uh, different authors uh, who uh, wrote about digital marketing, SEO, uh, and uh, then we uh, check out their content with uh, likes, comments, SEO traffic, uh, and uh, I think that we filtered uh, most of them, uh, and we got uh, around um, 100 people, we reached out to them, uh, most of them uh, share a crazy price, we didn't <laughs> want to pay such money, uh, but uh, I mean, uh, 50% ignored uh, our message, that's okay, you know, I, I understand people are busy, but um, uh, uh, we got uh, uh, around 500, they, uh, uh, they had awesome content with uh, good metrics, you know, and yeah, we cooperated with them uh, for a few years, um, and um, yeah, it takes time to find good copywriters, uh, um, and um, yeah, I, I, I like your um, explanation about this and uh, let's talk about uh, content strategy uh, i know that uh, many websites uh, when they uh, are looking for keywords they can find a list of keywords a lot of uh, 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 and they're chasing uh, volume you know high volume they want to get uh, all traffic online but you know uh, how to prioritize uh, and choose the right direction for example if some keywords are overwhelmed for example uh, can i uh, promote keyword seo i think that more uh, Neil Patel, many other websites <laughs> uh, can take this position. It's not uh, the right decision. It's better to choose uh, direction where you can uh, really get results, especially if you have limited resources. Can you provide your insights how to find the right uh, content strategy and prioritize directions? Because I often see when websites create a lot of uh, mediocre content, you know, not good content, and they can get uh, high results with that. Uh, it's better to uh, choose priorities. Share your uh, thoughts about that. Uh, okay, so 
I've seen a lot of people start doing this uh, or do approach uh, content strategy differently. I've seen people, when you talk about content strategy, what they, they, they actually talk about content calendar, which is not what, but what is it? it what's a content strategy? I've seen people start with like uh, researching the top 100 keywords, which is, a which is fine as well. But my approach is I like to do a content audit first, like understand what we have on the website, if any, if it's a new website, of course, it's a different process, but let's see what we have. And uh I pull all the pages and see the, the, how they've been performing. And, and then you have three things. You have pages that need to go. These have no impressions on Google, no clicks, nothing for the last six months or year, for example. So this, they probably will need to go. Then you have pages that are, you know, doing well. They need to be optimized a bit, uh, low-hanging fruits. And you can definitely, you know, prioritize them by... Uh, uh, their performance, uh, current performance, like uh, if there's a, like there are a low hanging fruit, uh, easy opportunity, uh, but also you need to prioritize the business goals. So if we're talking about an e-commerce website, what sort, what what pages from these from, from this list will bring conversions first? So we, we start with those. Uh, then uh, the third one, which um, this is where you need to do a lot of analysis is what are the types of content that we can add and and uh this is where you get creative and this is where you do a lot of competitive research and see where's the content gaps where the keywords are missing where uh where are opportunities that you can actually uh create uh and then again you need to focus on your business goals are they focused at this stage in their business about brand awareness maybe then you go to top of funnel keywords if they're focused about conversions then we're gonna go about bottom of funnels um if they have multiple goals, then you need to sort of balance things uh, and then come up with a content calendar. Um, and uh, one of the things I notice is that once, so it's good to start with optimizing what you have. Maybe sometimes there's an urgent need to create some new page. There's a big gap that you need. But if you start optimizing what you have, um, and uh, the first step is to go to Google Search Console and see what those page, what the page you're working on is ranking for. You come across, accidentally come across a lot of opportunities. You find a lot of cannibalization opportunities. You find a lot of keywords that are not relevant to this page, but are really good keywords that you can create a, a totally new page out of, those, out of them. So uh, I would start with, you know, optimizing, uh, choosing like 10 pages to start optimizing and then from there, you get a lot of insights and also you get a lot of understanding of what what is on the website, right? So um, that's like a high level of how I approach it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you mentioned about uh, calendar, you know, uh, content calendar. Yeah. Can you uh, share more insights about that? Because uh, I often uh, ask uh, my clients, can you create this uh, content? And they reply to me, yeah, yeah, I will do it, of course, yeah. Uh, and uh, you can wait for a month, you know, and you don't see these results. But, you know, it's a good idea to tell them, let's uh, schedule them, let's uh, provide calendar. Can you share how you... Uh, uh, handle this process? So when you deal with clients, so what I see is that 50% of success of SEO is an execution. I mean, 100%, mm -hmm. but since 50% are having the right recommendations and then, you know, the rest is execution. Uh, so it's easy to send the recommendations. That actually turns out to be the easiest part to get them implemented. That's the that's a lot of uh, weightlifting, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I need to have... <clears throat> As I said early on, that we need to have a clear expectation of uh, the client uh, resources, what they have, and the capacity. If they have a copywriter or a freelancer or whatever, how many pieces of content they'll be able to write, and how like what 
what length, what and their, their time, and if they have uh, some tasks already in queue, like because I've seen uh, ag uh, companies approach agencies to do their SEO, and then you start sending uh, recommend content recommendations, and they have their own content calendar going on on the site, and you're like, that, like, you know, um, I'm, what, what are going to be do with my recommendations? Like, you know, so uh, there has to be some sort of uh, merging both um, the, what the client have and what they need for their business and what your 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 recommendations are. So once you have this cleared out and find your place in their queue of, of things to get executed, I think it's going to be easy to uh, put easier to get things ex executed and um, push things uh, forward. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we do what, what we can, but sometimes it's just, it is what it is. Right. Um, when I talk about content calendar, what I send is that I send a, uh, a table with, uh, like this month, we're going to optimize, for example, those pages, but not specific pages. I would talk about the type of pages, uh, like, uh, I would say the product pages and I'm going to optimize location pages and uh like a type of page i'm not talking about specific pages because this gives you a lot of flexibility maybe you come this next month and say okay i feel right now this is not the best page to work on like for example i have a client and we created this content high level content calendar of types of content and then i found that it's better for them that we focus on the content they have right now than to focus on the new content like comparisons or whatever things that uh, also uh, need to be uh, up, uh, new pages or opportunities that need to be uh, um, targeted as well. So uh, that's actually what I did. I started shifted to, you know, uh, op optimizing what we have. I do still send some new uh, content recommend, new pages for, or content recommendations, but um, I, it's not my focus because I see they, this is what they can execute fast and this is what they have the resources to do that just optimizing existing pages is easier for them. So, you know, you need to work with what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the question about uh, which is better, you know, to write uh, for SEO uh, if the format is awkward or just write for a human to read. <laughs> it's always better to write for a human to read, but there's always a but. <laughs> Um, so I've seen product pages, literally, that are talking about the product and not mentioning what the product is. Like, this is a organic, high quality, uh, amazing product made in China. Yeah, what is it? What is, what's the name of it? And, and, and it, uh, you know, you're a human. You can get that sometimes from the photo and other stuff. But there's a rob robot that's going to read that. And I've seen, um, there was this one time, a manufacturer manufacturing um, uh, like uh, clients uh, website that they they sell uh, food processing uh, uh, product tools right uh, so it's machines and stuff and and I don't know what what type of machines these are what they're even called and I I, I was trying to do keyword research and they have nothing they, they didn't even write the, like they would write the model or the, and the brand of and the, and the product name and yeah what is it is it like a slicer or what what's that you know and I, as a person who is not experienced in that field, I, I have no idea what that is. And if someone is searching, maybe they would search with the brand and the model. That's true. But maybe they would also search with what the name of that actual thing is. And uh, it was re like really, really surprising. Like, uh, and, and this is when you need to, obviously writing for humans, but you need to add some, be clear, very clear and specific about what this is, what this page is about, what, what are you talking about? Um, it is sometimes not the best. So if you write it, like if you write an article with a title, do not go gentle into that good night. 
what is it supposed what is google's gonna get or, or any bot you're talking for example about depression or you're talking about death or whatever you're talking about the bot will not be able to guess what that is they will take it as a literal or a, you know semantic actual meaning uh night or you know whatever so um or it, that's actually a line from a poem so maybe they think you're talking about a poem and you're not you're just talking about depression so um um, yeah, I mean, you need to definitely write to humans, but I mean, you need to also take into consideration that there's a bot that's going to be reading that content. Yeah, uh, thanks, Jorlan. Yeah, a good question, by the way. And, you know, it's, uh, once I read a study from Brian Dean and he uh, shares that uh, uh, he tried to optimize the page that uh, 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 had the position uh, seven uh, in the top 10 results uh, for... Uh, SEO, not for uh, for a human, <laughs> and uh, uh, nothing changed. It. You know, uh, he uh, decreased user experience, but the position uh, was there. You know, in the number seven, and he lost some uh, metrics with behavior. You know, people uh, didn't want to consume this content uh, as before. That's why. Yeah, I think. Uh, it, uh, the first thing what you need to do to create content for a human and forget about search engines. Uh, no search engines, just create for a human. Then you can optimize with search engines uh, without uh, losing user experience. Uh, that's it. You know, if you can add keywords without losing uh, user experience, just do it. If you can uh, optimize uh, page speed without losing user experience and speed, just do it. You know, yeah. Uh, you you can uh, uh, inform Google uh, or other search engines uh, about the content. Uh, what do you have there? But forget about uh, search engines first. I think only about human, you know, because Google considers more and more user experience. Yeah, we can see uh, many I'm updates about that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the confusion comes when people write for the search engines first and not for humans first. Like you need to focus that you're writing for people. Like if you're writing a product description, think about what makes it useful, informative and attractive or motivating for the user to actually buy the product. Uh, but what happens is sometimes is that people focus on writing for search engines and this is where they get spammy with the keywords and uh, what we're asking is like we're not asking you to we're not asking the copywriter to spam the the, the content with the keywords what we're asking is to the reason we talk about keywords is just to want to tell them that you need to this you need to be very clear and use the same words your customers using right you use the same terminology don't use uh, like people sometimes even create their own you know terminology or their own words for things and this is not what people are using to search for uh, and they're like trying to brand themselves and they call their product it's not just the name it's uh, the, uh, the the way they describe it that's fine that's okay but you need again you need like if it's um email marketing tool you need to say it's an can you give me a second i'm sorry my kids are home today <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> okay yeah good so, uh, yeah, so uh, if it's an email marketing tool, you should say it's an email marketing tool. You should be very clear about that. Uh, but you cannot... One second. <laughs> I'm never sorry about kids, you know. 
they are our next generation, you know, and we are working at home, you know, remotely. Everyone is, uh, is at home. That's okay, you know. <laughs> uh, by the way, they might choose uh, SEO profession as well, you know. <laughs> they need to learn about SEO. Okay, uh, let's uh, switch direction to uh, link building, you know. Uh, I think that uh, we have a bunch of techniques, uh, black hat SEO, white hat SEO, uh, guest posting, uh, uh, various outreach uh, methods, uh, how to choose the right uh, link building. Uh, I know that we can use uh, some tools like uh, SEMrush, IHRFs uh, to check out competitors. Uh, but, you know, um, competitors might uh, have good links, but it doesn't mean they have the best links. You know, that means you can uh, improve uh, uh, your link building strategy, you know, to provide much better results. Can you share your insights? And, you know, I often see when the master think that SEO can create all links, you know, in the world, it's not the problem for them. But, you know, I think when link builders uh, pay attention uh, to one direction to learn about creating links, they can provide much better better results, you know, when they um, even um, uh, I spoke with one uh, expert and uh, he um, uh, pays attention to only one strategy, PR, and he uh, got uh, like uh, 20 backlinks. Um, at, oh, give me a second, I have some problems as well. Okay, uh, and um, uh, he uh, uh, created 20 backlinks from websites like Forbes, uh, MSI, and my, many others with peer strategy. Uh, and he uh, didn't care about guest posting or any other techniques because he uh, knows where uh, how to get results with one strategy. Can you share your insights about link building? So, first of all, I've seen uh, enterprises going doing black hat techniques so that was like really surprising and when i say black hat i mean like pbns and uh that sort of stuff and so what my approach is so far away from that i want to go white hat so i i do agree that pr is a very very good approach it's it's the best approach actually if if um if uh, a business have the resources to execute on that that is definitely the best thing uh the second best thing would be uh, the second thing would be doing guest posts, and uh, the the way you would approach that is that obviously would look. So you don't need a lot of uh, backlinks. So you, what you need is high quality links, and I if it would be perfect if these links are actually clickable, like actually people clicked on those links to actually see your website. Um, so what I see is that you need a, you, you do need, and and the best would be if you have a, a mix of both. Um, um, I mean, guest, guest posting is, is easy right now compared to maybe in the past, but, but it's pretty easy. So I don't see people needing to do any, any black hat or that sort of stuff. Uh, but the, the best, the, the best thing, the best high or the highest quality is definitely going with PR campaigns. Um, to do that, you need to have some sort of new data, some sort of study. Maybe you do a survey of your own, maybe sometimes it's your own company's data. Yeah, like uh, I was working in a travel agency and uh, we had like you can have, for example, top destinations for people coming from like, you know, some sort of uh, create a question and answer it with the data that you have that it has it's it's new information. Right. And you can from there you can reach to uh, uh, media and, you know, uh, outreach and uh, picture your uh, your your data. And uh, and it can it can if it's a good um, if it's a good uh, piece of content and you have, you know, uh, uh, good insights there, it would definitely get you a lot of backlinks. 
Okay, got it. Um, uh, how do you find these uh, uh, domains where you can submit your links? Uh, uh, do you use tools uh, or any uh, different methods uh, to find these uh, perspectives where you can submit links? Uh, so can you say that again? I mean, like uh, how to find uh, domains where you can submit links or uh, earn links from these domains. I, I mean, like uh, by using tools. Okay, so, or, uh, mm -hmm. uh, well, what I like to do is, first of all, I use tools to get my competitors' uh, backlinks and see what they have and, you know, where they did get them if I can get a, a similar uh, backlink. And uh, then the second thing I would do is that uh, I would research manually. I would see, you know, for, for this, what, what sort of websites having uh, uh, this... Uh, talk about this topic that is relevant like if we're talking about small business i would talk, look for uh, um like if i'm if i'm i just want to give you an example let's say i'm a luxury shoe brand what i would do is uh, I've research okay a luxury shoe brand for men i started to see blogs for uh style men you know men's style men over 40 what they should wear uh, that sort of stuff lifestyle for uh, blogs for men uh, i would just research for them and uh, start to to get actually a response from the bloggers, you need to have some sort of a relationship with them. So you sort of, you know, communicate backward and forward a lot and talk to them and uh, see what you can advise. Maybe you can have something to give them from your end. Maybe sometimes uh, even an SEO advice for the website, you know. And then from there, you get some sort of, uh, they know you. And uh, you can, you know, from there, you can get uh, some opportunities for guest posts and uh, linking back to your websites. Okay, I have the question. Um, um, for example, let's imagine uh, you have the page. Uh, you have uh, done everything, you know, to uh, optimize this page for a human, for uh, search engines. You got a lot of backlinks, but this page doesn't bring results. <laughs> you can't rank this page. Uh, what to do? You know, because it's common issue when uh, webmasters provide everything, but they can't get re results. Uh, uh, about such situation, uh, you will leave this page uh, and focus attention with other pages, or you will continue to fight you know, to get this ranking positions. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of things. So uh, when I say it's not performing, is it, for example, getting impressions on Google, but it's not, for example, on the first or second page, it's way behind. And is that the problem? Then uh, I think there's still opportunity. If, if it's getting impression, we can always still uh, work on it, uh, add more. Uh, and uh, there's one thing a lot of people don't work on uh, or haven't seen it a lot in the SEO community. Uh, and I do understand why is that, but uh, diversifying the type of content you have on a page. Right? So you, if you have images, you have infographs, if you have uh, also embed videos, and I see videos are very important as well, uh, that would help your page actually to be more useful to the user and may potentially move ahead a bit. I see people don't like to recommend videos because once you recommend videos to clients, it's a whole different process for to create a video. But uh, if you're talking, there's a lot of topics that are generic that you find a lot of great videos on YouTube, uh, generic videos, not for of your competitors or anything that you can embed in your own videos. And that's actually good because uh, it, it's like a, a third, like you know, a, an expert opinion or some someone who is not, you know, from your business that's talking about the same topic. Uh, like, if, for example, if you're talking about stock market and you're expla explaining shares or whatever, it's you can actually link from a lot of experts who are on YouTube talking about the same thing, 
and then you have the content, you have the text, you can add like a image or an infographic. Diver diversifying the content, I, I don't see that much enough. Uh, having expert quotes as well, asking people for quotes and adding them to your article, uh, that's also not uh, the content creation process needs to be uh, strong uh, if, mm -hmm. if we are in that situation and you need to be very creative. If what you mean the page is not performing, it's ranking, but it's not getting enough clicks. We've seen that. Uh, what you do is you need to do like some sort of A-B testing. Maybe you start to tweak the title a bit, change it a bit, see how it works. You know, uh, what is what are people clicking on? Uh, you know, check other uh, titles, and and from there you can sort of uh, you know create an experiment actually, and 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 you can work from there. So uh, sometimes you need to experiment. Sometimes you need to improve your own page. Maybe sometimes the page needs uh, more internal linking. Maybe it needs more backlinks. So there's always something you can do. Uh, I would, if depending on the value of this page, it's just a blog post, then uh, maybe I wouldn't invest all of that into it. But if it's a product page or if it's a category of products page, this is a really important page that I would maybe spend more time on and. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, it's valuable to the business, then we can just, you know, we cannot not prioritize it. So uh, that's how I would decide. Uh, because as, as you can see, there's a lot of work that needs to be done and a lot of resources put into optimizing it. So is that worth it or not? That's the question that needs to be um, uh, asked mm -hmm. or answered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it. Okay, um, let's talk about uh, text. Uh, I want to uh, get back to this topic uh, because I, often I, I just want to uh, apologize for the audience for all the noise my kids are making. I'm terribly sorry, but you know, this uh, is the new like... normal. <laughs> No worries about that. Uh, I think uh, all audience has their kids as well. Yeah, okay. yeah but they don't okay. all go live, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's live. Okay. Um, um, you know, um, the masters often submit text uh, uh, for product pages or category pages uh, to the bottom line, you know, uh, without any design, without just uh, to for the sake of SEO. Uh, people don't read this text because um, it's uh, written for uh, search engines. Uh, even uh, you can uh, submit some uh, good text valuable there about uh, uh, that uh, will help, you know, to consume this content. But uh, that was um, submitted in the bottom line where people might ignore this text. Can you share what to do? It's better to remove this text uh, uh, and uh, think that Google will understand the context, you know, uh, or it's better to optimize or create design. Uh, any tips about that? So first of all, uh, obviously you need to have a clear title and then uh, maybe you have a small piece of text in the beginning. We're talking about a product category page. So yeah. people are looking for the product. So you just have a small, you know, not, not too much like a a small paragraph and, and you need to be considerate on how this will look like on your mobile and on your desktop. And then uh, once you have the list of products, maybe you want to have clear titles and you want to have a clear, small description of what this product is about as well. Uh, and then maybe at the bottom, maybe you would add uh, frequently, frequently asked questions, reviews, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and maybe as well you would... Uh, uh, so we're talking about the page. I would also take into consideration stuff like page speed, for example, and uh, core web vitals of that page and how it's performing. 
Um, and I've seen people, there's a lot of CRO stuff you can do, like uh, pop-up on exit when the user is about to exit. There's a pop-up that comes up with an offer or, you know, before you leave us or some something to keep them there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, these are like what I have off the top of my head right now. Uh, and this is the basics I would outline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone hates pop-up, you know, especially on mobile phone because, yeah, it hurts user experience. And, uh, uh, for example, uh, I use pop-ups uh, for my website, but uh, I use only for uh, blog articles after five minutes uh, spending on my website, you know, because yeah, I know and it that... shouldn't also, it shouldn't block, it should, it should be very easy to close. You need to make sure that, like, I've seen pop-ups mm-hmm. like, I, 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 okay, I want to go now. Like, you know, and it, it's <laughs> just, and, and it should be tested very well. Uh, so it should be very easy to close on mobile specifically. And uh, it shouldn't take the big chunk of your screen anyways. It should be like, a, you know, yeah. just a very clear, like a text and a button or something. That's it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, the last question about it. Uh, how to optimize for uh, this parameter? Uh, I think that uh, it's like uh, for someone who uh, doesn't know about it, it's expertise, authority, and trust. And uh, yeah, Google considers this parameter to run content and uh, yeah, provide your insights how to optimize uh, to get more uh, results with this parameter. Yeah, so uh, I have like a, right now I have a financial affiliate client. So, uh, and they actually came to us with a manual action. They came, they had a manual action because, uh, so there's a lot of things. You have a financial website and they are affiliates. So they have a lot of uh, links pointing to other third parties' websites and they didn't mark them as, uh, as, they just left them as they are. So obviously this caused a lot of uh, tro- trouble. And this actually was the message we got in, in uh, Search Console. So you need to either add that these are like uh, sponsored or, uh, no follow or you know something to highlight that these are not uh, you highlight the relationship between yourself and those websites you're, you're linking to because you're linking to them heavily so that was the first thing uh, make sure that because I'm talking about specific affiliate and it's finance so uh, affiliate generally needs to do that now the part that it's it's finance uh, surprisingly and it's a very big uh, brand by the name by, by the way they uh, their footer they it need to, to have like People should, if you're going to a bank, right, you need to know what the name of the bank, uh, you know, there's a few things you need to know to trust that bank. And that's the same. This website is about money, literally. Why would I trust you if I, like, it's a mess. And and this is where, okay, you need to have your logo in the photo. You need to, to, it should look professional. I was thinking basically of the user more. You need to have a description of what this website is. Um, And they're linking also to other websites they own heavily like you know all websites are linking to each other and it, it's really you know doesn't look right it, it, so you need to clarify your relationship with other websites as well like this is a family of websites so you need to clarify okay other websites that are owned that this is why you're linking to them all the time and they're linking to you right uh so we have to clear up the footer a bit and make it uh, you know look uh give the user uh, information to trust the website um, and then uh, we also have, you know, focus on author bios uh, and then emphasizing on the experience of people writing for finance. Why you should trust those people, you know, when you have their bio and the author box. Uh, and you can also and, and also we recommended linking to their. Um, so 
some sort of a profile. It's either their LinkedIn or they have a website or uh, whatever page they have that represents them uh, or URL they have that represents them. It's, it's a good practice to link to that as well. One more thing is that it's good to link to third-party websites that are not competing against you, anything that you're referring to them. So if you're mentioning information like, uh, uh, let's say you're saying uh, very, like very uh, financial information, like uh, percentages and uh, studies and that sort of thing, you, you need to point to where you got this information from. And it should be somewhere reliable, not just a random blog somewhere. Uh, so these are the basics we have worked on and I see it working really well. Like, uh, the, so with the manual action, the performance was actually going down, but then it started actually, once we started working on uh, EAT and, uh, fixing that, it, it, it literally started going up and we've seen, we've seen month over month increase of 20%, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Valuable. Interesting. Okay. And, and, and it's, it's, it's. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, finish. I mean, it's re it was really interesting to see a big website getting a manual action because some enterprises or big brands think they are, uh, you know, uh, immune to that. They're not. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, you know. <laughs> if you invested a lot of money uh, and got manual actions, yeah, I don't know how people can, um, how people, uh, how my audience can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you, share your way. Uh, well, my preferred way is on LinkedIn, so I'm just gonna. You can just post uh, my LinkedIn profile, or I'm just gonna comment there. And so, if they have any questions, you can just uh, ping me a message, definitely. Okay, guys, you you can find uh, the LinkedIn profile in the description below. Listen us on Google, Spotify, and Apple. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Yeah, it's valuable. You shared a lot of valuable insights. It's a pleasure to learn from you to get new insights. I'm going to use some of them. Uh, thanks for taking your time, and guys, thanks for watching uh, or listening this episode. Thank you, everyone, and thank you for having me today. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.